Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Welcome to our Flourish Podcast. Today I have a good friend of mine, Alyssa Archer, who's with me today. And um, I've asked her to share with everyone because she has a wonderful heart for people in general. She loves people very much. And she loves young people. She's pretty young herself. How old are you? <laughs> Thank you. I am 33. Oh boy, you're getting really old I now. am getting so old. <laughs> <laughs> but even youth, like teens and stuff, I think she has a great understanding of their hearts. And so I wanted to just kind of pick her brain a bit on that. But tell them uh, a little bit about yourself, yeah. your husband and your kids and yeah, absolutely. What well, you do at absolutely. The yeah, so thank you, Penny, for having me. It's always a pleasure talking with you. <laughs> but my husband and I, we are the next gen pastors at Victory Family Church. So what that means is that we oversee birth to thirty years old. We have been married for seven and a half years, and we have three kids. We have Mila, who's six, Eli, who's three, and then Aria, who just turned nine months. So we are very busy in our household, having lots of fun. But um, yeah, we love um, you know being outdoors and doing all those activities, but our heart is really at the church, and so we spend a lot of time there. You do. Mm-hmm. You do. And they're excellent at what they do. And... I've gotten to watch them both speak mm-hmm. in services to uh, the main the main congregation and also to the younger people, and they again have so much passion and so much wisdom and wisdom for people of your age. You know, you definitely it goes beyond your years. But I wanted to, you know, I, I love working with young people too. Mm-hmm. I. I just working with my kids as they were growing up. I just loved every age. I loved the teen years. I yeah. loved the 20s. I loved the 30s, you know. So I think you have insight that people need to understand. And so I have a few questions. And the first one would be, what have you found to be effective in helping, influencing, and befriending young people? Like even teenagers, you know, sometimes it's hard to know how to connect mm-hmm. with younger people. But yeah. You've been very effective at that. So what have you found that really helps with Yeah. It can be a little bit intimidating (laughs) to connect with a teenager sometimes, especially if you're not used to being around them. But I think the biggest thing is to just push past sometimes that barrier that they naturally put up and just try to be friendly find that connection point with them because the thing about it is that teenagers they want to connect they want somebody to know them they want to be seen beyond just behind a cell phone screen Mm -hmm. they want people to really know who they are and so um, sometimes they might not have those social skills Mm -hmm. that we would expect for them to have just because technology has been such a big part of their life Um, so you know as the person who's a little bit older than them um, who might have better social skills just pushing back past that barrier that might feel a little bit awkward and being friendly with them asking them a lot of open-ended questions finding out okay what is it that you're interested in and don't take it personally if they seem awkward or off-put but just try your best to connect with them and find that thing that they're passionate about and then talk to them about that Mm -hmm. Um, because again they do just want to be seen they just want to be heard they just they want to be loved on and they don't really always know how to do that per se and so 
us as the older generation, we get that opportunity to just love on them and help them to navigate that. But a lot of times it is us pursuing them because they might be a little bit intimidated to come to somebody who is older. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like, say, even someone is 50, 60, or even 70, like that a, a teenager might be interested in having a relationship with someone that's that much older than them? Do you think that's a feasibility? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think a lot of times teenagers young people they don't have um, a spiritual mom and dad in their life and so while they might have a mom or a dad in their life they don't have that spiritual mentor that spiritual person in their life that can speak to them like a mom or a dad can and so you don't have to be cool to connect with them you don't have to pretend to be something that you're not you really just want to be authentic and vulnerable Um, you want to be yourself because they are looking for somebody who's real they're not looking for somebody who has it all put together or all the answers they really want somebody who is real who can help them they want to know like why do you care about me why are you interested in me and so they're they're not looking for this person who again is super cool and stylish they would rather you just come to them authentically as who you are and and you bring what it is that you bring to the table so if you're that spiritual mom to them be that spiritual mom to them and don't try to be something that you're not just love on them and look at them as you know the child of god that they are and and be that mentor to them because they're not looking for something that you don't already have they just want somebody who's going to pour into them that's good i remember a time Oh, it would have been like 15, 12, 15 years ago where I was having a dinner at mm-hmm. my house and I had invited a couple of the teenage girls to help me waitress. Aww. One was my daughter and one was another young girl named Abby. And um, I knew Abby to some degree just because I was friends with her family and stuff. So I knew her, but I didn't know her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she... This was such a did such a great job. She helped clean up. She did mm-hmm. everything so well. And so afterward, I remember I bought her a little present. I, it was like a little willow tree statue, and mm-hmm. I just wrote her a little note and saying what a great job she did. And that was just like a connection point. Mm-hmm. And so from then on, I just would just seek her out. Yeah. And I would look for her and look for opportunities just mm-hmm. to be with yeah. her to encourage her and just tell her how precious she was. Mm-hmm. And we just got to be wonderful friends, you yeah. know. She ended up staying. Like, she would uh, work near where we lived, and she mm-hmm. would come and stay at my house for several days at a time, borrow my kids' pajamas, yeah. you know, just hang out. We'd watch movies on the couch, and it just like the, something little like mm-hmm. that, just by starting to get a little gift or encourage her or just say, you know, you're special, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Like, really meant a lot to her and really built a very strong connection yeah so well you're really good too at just being so real and vulnerable with people and I know that that's kind of how we got connected was Mm. I heard you talking to the pastor's wives and you were just talking and just being so open and transparent and I thought I just I need to get to know her and (laughs) and I need her to help me in life Um, and so you just being that real person and just being honest and the wisdom that just flew out of your mouth I was like so enamored by it and so I think that that is something else that the the younger generation is looking for is is wisdom and truth Mm -hmm. they might not always want it but that's something that they really need right and often though like to build equity for that you you start by just pursuing building a little tiny friendship and Mm -hmm. just showing an interest you know in a person and you never know what that's going to grow Mm -hmm. into yeah and it has been a joy 
getting to know you. You know, I love Likewise. you dearly. I love you dearly. <laughs> um, I had here, in your interactions with younger people, what do you find is their greatest need? Mm. What is their greatest need? I would say, for sure, um, they want, again, like they want to be seen, they want to be known. I think that they have just been looking for identity. They want somebody to tell them who they are, oh, which wow. is why we're seeing this LGBTQ plus right. movement that we've been seeing is, is just people, they, they want to fit in. They want to know like what my identity is. They want to be able to control their identity. And there's just some confusion with that, obviously. But there's this need for identity yeah. and understanding who they are. And they want to know what that is Mm -hmm. and so I think as women who are older than them that we can just continuously point them back to what the word says and who they are in Christ and not let this whatever is going on in the world and in the culture confuse them or sweep them up into something that they're not but they just really want to know like who I am what do I bring to the table Mm -hmm. so they're just very curious about themselves and trying to understand who they are what what I have what's my purpose all those really big questions they're trying to fill it in with things in this world right now Mm -hmm. but but they need these strong women these strong Christian women who are going to come in and remind them of what the Bible says about who they are. That's good. I know in uh, Second Timothy it talks about entrusting to faithful men and women the things that God has taught us. And I looked up that word entrust, and it mm-hmm. means to like instill drop by drop. Mm. And when you're trying to help, encourage, come alongside a young person, you can't do it in a vacuum. Mm-mm. You can't do it from afar. You can't do it shouting out, correction to them or or admonition or whatever you do it up close and personal and you Mm -hmm. build equity with them and you show them that you are trustworthy because you you care about them legitimately Mm -hmm. you're not just looking to fuss at them Mm -hmm. or say what are you young people doing you know what do you what's wrong with you why do you dress the way you do why do you Mm -hmm. you you want to come alongside as a true friend and as someone who loves them first Mm -hmm. and ultimately that yields influence but it starts with yeah, and they already have so many voices telling them things. And so mm. being that caring, loving person first is so essential, especially being a representative of Christ, because in that culture, there's such a bad stigma yeah. on Christianity of how we're bigots and we're, yeah, that's you know, these terrible people. But they just need to see how loving and compassionate that you are. And, and they need to feel that so that you can eventually speak that truth there. But they do just want that love and that acceptance um, and they're just trying to get that from anywhere at this point. And so that's why it's so essential that we come in caring and not critical, but that we just love on them and that's, meet them where they're at. That's good. And in that process, we can't be afraid of young people. Yeah. And I think a lot of, you know, even people my age in their 60s and their 50s or mm-hmm. whatever, they're so intimidated by young people. Yeah. They're intimidated by their demeanor, mm-hmm. by the things that they perceive about them by Mm -hmm. the fact that they've got their head buried in a phone Mm -hmm. you know or they look sullen or whatever you can't you can't let that deter you no you have to go after it just like you would anybody Mm -hmm. and if someone's in your sphere of influence and it seems like an appropriate thing for you to say you know maybe I can help that person or maybe I Mm -hmm. I can help them or influence them or even help train them I, I always remember my my kids since I had so many kids they would have their friends over and one time there were about three or four girls over hanging out with my daughters and I said okay you know you're here eating my food all day and hanging out so now I'm going to get you to help me so I said 
you you clean the windows over there. You do this. You do that. And, and a couple of them were like, I don't know how to clean a window. I don't wow. know how to do that. Yeah. So I just like said, okay, I'm going to teach you. Wow. You know, and I just kind of went where angels fear to tread. You just go after it. You mm-hmm. know, you just don't. My mom was like that. Yeah. She she worked for wealthy people as a cleaning lady, but she never saw herself intimidated in mm-hmm. those scenarios. She would just befriend the person yeah. and she became best friends with these wealthy wealthy wow. ladies that she cleaned with because she just wasn't afraid yeah she just, just went unafraid she just went after mm-hmm. it and so i think that's really important too yeah and i think too it's remembering that you have probably better social skills than the teenagers have the younger people have just because of you know life experience and they have been raised on technology so it is different and it feels different um but as you remember that you have those better communication skills go after them remembering excuse me and that it's not that they're trying to be off-putting it's just you're in a different season of life and so you can bridge that gap between you and them because they do want it they are desiring that connection and that community and they just don't always know how to do it and so us as being the older generation we can bridge that gap with them and really just love on them and reach out to them and reach out to where they're at because they don't even know to ask hey will you be my mentor will you help me in this area they don't know to ask that question and so we have the wisdom and so we need to just reach reach out to them and to just be there for them and offer it yeah and and all i say i don't know in your case it's probably a little different because you were in a a position in the church that Mm -hmm. kind of lent itself to that but many of us being a mentor to a young person may not look exactly like it would traditionally mm-hmm. it may not be like okay i'm going to teach you abcd you yeah. know we're going to meet every so often and we're going to have a little lesson on this you know it may be just having influence as you can mm-hmm. like like we talked about you talked about earlier yeah. showing them a lot of love encouragement friendship and then just weaving in mm-hmm. things that perhaps they need to learn whether it's cleaning the windows yeah. or yeah, whatever. cooking a dinner or just how to know the love of God in their life mm-hmm. and how to experience that or how to study the Bible or mm-hmm. how to be a good friend or whatever the case may be, just kind of weaving that in, mm-hmm. you know, throughout your relationship. Yeah. And I know for the girls that I get to mentor, I've made it known to them, I'm here for you, you have access to me, so if there is something that you need or there's something that you're going through, you can reach out to me, I'm, I'm here and I care about you and I want to help you through whatever it is that you're going through, so please don't feel like you can't come to me because sometimes I think that the younger generation will feel like, oh, I don't want to be a burden, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so they don't reach out, but we need to remind them and encourage them, no, I'm here for you, I want to help you with whatever it is that you're going through because you do have wisdom to offer, you do have something to bring to the table, so don't ever let the enemy think that you don't and the younger generation needs that but they don't always want to ask for help Mm -hmm. don't you think too like so many young people like especially kids are still in high school and such there are so few people around them that are legitimately trustworthy yeah like they're going to take whatever information Mm -hmm. that they hear and perhaps gossip about it or betray their trust in some way or hurt them in some way but if you prove to be a person that is genuinely trustworthy, mm-hmm. that's worth so much. It is worth so much because that's something that they, they do need. That's yeah. something that will actually help to repair 
you know, depression will help them to heal right. um, with mental health issues when they just simply connect with somebody. And the I've heard it be said that this generation, they are the most connected, but they are the most lonely at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're, they're connected socially, like on social media, but not actually connected in person. And so when they get to talk to you in person or over the phone or whatever that is, that is so meaningful and helps them tremendously because they're not used to that. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite life experiences when I was 17 is when I like surrendered my life to the Lord and I was a pretty wild child so (laughs) everything changed about me and the people I used to hang out with didn't really work for me to hang out with them anymore. I didn't want to go partying anymore and Mm -hmm. do all that kind of stuff. So one of my mother's friends who at the time I was 17 she was about 70 she just kind of always was really nice to me and invited me over to her house and everything so my friend Pam who was two years older than I we we were brand new Christians we would go over to her house like a lot and she'd ordered pizza she'd make us a cup of tea (laughs) she sounds like she was fun she was so she was really funny (laughs) She would make the craziest jokes and tease and just be hilarious. Mm -hmm. But then she would sit and talk to us about the Bible, and she would Mm -hmm. explain things. And she bought me my very first Bible. It was a Dakes annotated Bible. Wow. And she bought it and wrote in it and everything. Mm -hmm. Like So it's just an example of that. You know, you would think, well, this 17-year-old girl that thought she was all that and was such a brat is hanging out with this. 70-year-old single lady and spending my weekends at her house. But it sounds like she really influenced your she walk did. with the Lord. And she really did. Yeah. Sometimes I attribute the fact that myself and some of the people, Keith, my mm-hmm. husband, some of the people that we hung out with, to the stability that we had as Christians and the growth to the older people that we hung out with. Mm. We didn't just hang out with our peers. We hung out with older people. My friend Pam and I went to a Bible study where everybody was 50, 60, and Mm -hmm. 70. And again, we were 17 and 19. But everybody else there was old. Yeah. What made you do that? I just saw something in them. Mm. I saw a strength and a solidity and a, a, a faith that was unshakable and they knew mm-hmm. what they were talking about. They knew what the Bible said. Mm-hmm. They got it. Yeah. And they were willing to take the time and mm-hmm. teach us, you yeah. know? And so I feel like that was so instrumental yeah. in my early growth as Keith too. Mm-hmm. Keith hung out with older men. Yeah. Went to older Which men's is, Bible studies. Yeah, not always the norm. <laughs> it's not always the norm. <laughs> but you guys did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I would think that a lot of the people that are listening to the podcast are not in their teens, but they're mm-hmm. somewhat older. So be that person. Mm-hmm. Be that the lady's name was Ann Thomas. Yeah. Be the Ann Thomas to someone. Yeah, because I think obviously you were drawn to something. And so I think letting yourself be out there, putting yourself out there, putting yourself in a position where people can see you or you can be around people and to not hold back on who God made you to be because people will be drawn to that. Just like, Penny, you were drawn to those ladies that you went in the small group with. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. Well, any final words that you want to share with people? Just, I mean, like I said, you have a wealth of experience and effectiveness mm-hmm. in being around young people and 
you have equity with them mm-hmm. they trust you they love you they know you're trustworthy um, anything else that you would share with the women that are listening mostly women mm-hmm. about being willing to and being effective in reaching the people around them that are that are younger yeah i would just encourage them to not let fear stop you to not let insecurity stop you because the enemy wants to stop you from being influential in the younger generation but the bible talks about how the older women should teach the younger women because there's so so much importance in that and so don't let fear or the enemy tell you like you're not good enough or you don't have something to offer you do have something to offer no matter what your age is there is somebody who needs something that you have and so be bold be yourself and don't hold back but just walk in who god created you to be because people will come to you that will be drawn to those things that you have god has something for you and god wants to do a great and mighty thing through you amen well we're just going to close and pray real quick and father we just ask that you help us to reach this generation god so many of them are confused there's so much chaos around them and lord help us be those and thomases Mm -hmm. And obviously, Alyssa's not quite qualified to be a 60-year-old mentor yet, but (laughs) (laughs) she's excellent at what she does at her age. So no matter whether we're 30, Mm -hmm. 40, 50, 60, look to the younger people. Look and say, "How, how can I touch their life, even in some small way, even if it's sending them a card or noticing them in church or giving them a hug or just saying, hey, you look beautiful today or, hey... I can tell you're a really great young person. Whatever the case may be, help us to go there and to step out of our comfort zone and to say they need us. The treasures that we have that God has built into our lives, help us not to be stingy with them. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us and thanks for being here. Yes, thanks for having me. It was great talking with all of you guys. (laughs) Love you. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.